quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle, and I'm here to talk about this idea of reasoning with our children. Sometimes I tell my clients that we should not reason with terrorists. Not that our children are terrorists, but in moments where they're not doing well, they can seem like they might be because they've lost their mind. And when they lose their mind, they say and do things that are unreasonable. And I think because we come from this culture where our parents often said, because I said so, or it's my way or the highway, and we probably didn't take that very well as kids. So when our kids start asking us, well, why? Why can't I have more electronics time? Or I want to have the ice cream cone. I have to have the chocolate ice cream cone. We go to a place of explanation and reasoning. And we want to explain to our children why they can't have or why they can't do or why things are a certain way, why there's a limit, perhaps. We want to reason with them and give them the why, maybe because we were never given the why and we don't think that it's kind just to say, don't do X, Y, and Z because I said so, or it's my way or the highway. However, We don't have to go to either extreme. We don't have to create this whole idea of reasoning each one of these limits away. And we also don't have to go to this idea of it's my way or the highway. What we really can do is know that if our child is really out of their minds and they are being totally unreasonable, that nothing we will say, no reason or explanation will quench their thirst, so to speak. It will not calm them down. It will not make them stop emoting. It will not tame the tantrum. It will not tame the feelings. And in doing so, so let's say, for instance, uh, a child is having a meltdown around electronics, right? Which happens all the time. Okay, we're all done with electronics and they are having a totally outer body experience. No, I have to have it. But why, mommy? Why can't I have more electronics? You know, Alfred down the street, he always gets electronics. He has it all the time. You're such a mean mommy. I don't understand why I can't have it. And we get sucked in to this idea that they really don't understand. And that if we explain and we give them all the reasons, that maybe perhaps it will make them feel better. What I find in these moments is it only makes them more angry and then it makes us angry. And then we get into this huge back and forth. And I see it often. I have um, some clients right now that are so lovely, but they've got two teenage daughters, just like me. And it's hard and they're changing their parenting kind of late in the game. And they're one of their daughters really takes them to task, constantly asking why and constantly saying they're unfair and they're mean parents and you know, they've gotten into this habit of saying, we are not unkind and 
there are other people in the neighborhood or that you have other friends who also have their electronics taken away or, you know, have limits on their electronics, so to speak. And they get into this, well, you know, you shouldn't have so many electronic moments on the you know, electronics because it's not good for your body and there have to be limits. And they get into this whole discussion and reasoning and back and forth. And then it kind of mushrooms and balloons into a bigger upset. And now the parents become upset because the kid is fighting against everything they're saying. They're not doing so, I find. They're not fighting against all of the reasons because they don't understand the reasons usually. I'd say 95% of the time, kids know why you're saying no or why you're setting a limit or why you're refusing to do something or not do something or whatever it is they're getting upset about. They often know, and this thing has often happened plenty of times, and yet we still get sucked into having a full back and forth and reasoning around it. So instead of reasoning, which also can now kind of be considered a lecture, right? I'm I'm telling you all the reasons why you shouldn't be having your feelings. So it's telling a child, the feelings that you're having are not necessarily valid. Here are all the reasons why you shouldn't be upset. Here are all the reasons that make logical sense but you're trying to make logical sense with somebody who's illogical because they're out of their minds, their prefrontal is not working and they're they're not thinking well. There's no way to reason with somebody who's not thinking well. You know how it is when you get into a bad place and someone starts talking to you about something serious and you might say and do crazy things or your responses might just be counter will because you want to fight. Our immature kids are like that too, especially if they're very heightened and emotional. And so... What I really suggest is drop the lecture, drop the reasoning. Do not tell them all the reasons why they need to turn their electronics off. Just merely empathize with their feelings. Hey, it's time to turn the electronics off. Yeah, I know it's really hard. But you're so mean. I can't. You're the meanest person ever. I I understand you think I'm mean. I know it's really hard. We agree with them, so to speak, or we validate where they're at. We validate their feelings. We just don't argue because the reasoning really can feel like an argument because you're, you're telling them why they shouldn't feel that way or why they shouldn't think that way or why they should think this way. And that can feel argumentative. In those moments, we agree. We offer empathy. We really put ourselves in their shoes and say, yeah, this is hard. You don't want to turn your electronics off. I get it, but we're turning them off. But we don't negotiate with terrorists. Because some of them will say too, well, what about five more minutes? Please just five more minutes or 10 more minutes. And then you do the 10 minutes and then they're you know, off to the races with this emotional response again. So if we stick to this idea of no reasoning and no lecturing and just holding space for those feelings and holding space can look like empathy, holding space can also look like silence but not like ignoring silence, like presence, eye contact down at their level. Your body language is open. Your hands are not crossed in front of your body. You are open to hear what they're having to say. And the most important piece is you're not letting it bother you, which (laughs) it's hard to have a child who's like, you're the meanest person. I hate you. You're terrible. Like all the things that they want to say in these moments, we really have a hard time with staying calm around those. But if we reframe it, they don't mean it. They really, truly do not mean the things that they're saying. They're having a really hard time. And that really hard time is taking over their entire body and their mind and their words and their everything. 
This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. So twofold. One, can we maintain regulation, self-regulation? And sometimes I like to say things to myself like, this is not an emergency. These are only feelings. My child does not hate me. My child loves me, but they're in a bad place right now. So I'm going to go with it and I'm going to stay calm. I also tell myself, just breathe, Michelle, just breathe through it. And I take deep breaths and I try to just calm myself down. So can you find a mantra in these moments where your child's being unreasonable and you're trying to keep yourself from reasoning or lecturing? And can you tell yourself mantras and can you keep yourself calm and can you really breathe through it knowing that they're not bad kids that they're not horrible people that they didn't do this to you that they too are having an emotional response to something and when we do this this becomes connection so now you're changing your response right so people often say to me Connection takes forever. It's too hard. I don't have time to connect with my kids. I have to work. I have four other kids. I can't do this. I can't do that. But if you think of it in these terms, like you're just responding differently to an everyday interaction. Like this interaction is going to happen anyway, right? The electronics interaction, let's say. Instead of reasoning and lecturing with them, which is also a time suck, which will create an uproar, which will further the turmoil, that is very disruptive and takes a lot of time. And at the end of it, you all feel kind of crappy. So if you change your response to be regulated and calm and connected and empathic, now you've taken an icky situation that could have, that can explode if given the opportunity, if just the right things happen. And you're turning it into a connective experience with your child because you're holding space for their feelings. Now, will it feel connective to you? Maybe not, but think about it. 
let's think about it in terms of your own childhood. Let's say you had a really big upset. I want to go to the party. Please let me go to the party. I want to stay out till 3 a.m., blah, blah, blah. And your parents said, no, honey, you can't do that. I understand. And sat with you and was present with you while you had your big feelings, as opposed to telling you to stop, as opposed to reasoning, as opposed to giving you a lecture, as opposed to getting angry. Now, if someone came to you with that, with empathy and with understanding, with unconditional love, how would you feel? How would you feel as a kid at the end of it? You still might not have gotten your way, just okay. But you did believe that your parents still loved you because they didn't get angry. They held space for your big feelings. They weren't, you know, taken down by those big feelings. So now they've created, you create, they created safety for you as a child, thinking that my parent can handle my big feelings. They will stand by me no matter what. Even if I say, I hate you, mom, I hate you, dad. I don't want to be around you. Even if they say those things, even if I said those things as a kid and my parents were able to hold space for that, can you imagine what that does for your safety in a relationship, what that does for connection, what that does for the idea of unconditional love, what that does in all so many positive ways. Now, does it feel positive as a parent doing it? Not really at first, but I have to say as time moves on, the feeling does come. It starts to feel connected because you start to change your mentality around it. And then you really come. So sometimes when these big upsets happen by the end of them, you feel more connected to your kid and your kid feels more connected to you. It might happen the first time and it might not happen every time, but there are, there's little pieces of connection that you can feel that I feel like I can feel, but I know. And from my own experience, when someone empathizes with me, it feels incredible. It feels connective. It feels like it's something very positive. So if you think about it in those terms, then you are going to be able to turn one of these possibly disconnective experiences into something that is more meaningful and bonding. It might not feel like that because you're going to be telling yourself mantras. This is not an emergency. They do not hate me. I'm doing deep breathing. And that might be hard. But overall, I think you'll feel better because you'll, be, you'll feel calmer. The kids will feel calmer. The responses will be better and everyone will be doing better. And so if you just leave the upset with the child, that's where the upset should stay. We don't need to add turmoil to the upset by being angry that they don't understand the reasons because they can't understand the reasons because their prefrontal is gone and they don't, they're not processing anything at any point. All right. So I hope that was really helpful. Remember, lectures are kind of in that piece too. We don't really want to lecture a child, tell them everything, all the things they've done wrong. We just want to hold space for feelings instead. So lecturing and reasoning, they really don't have any place in connective parenting. And often our kids understand the reasons why something is the way it is. If you really feel like they don't, here's a caveat. If you really feel like they don't understand, that moment when they're upset is not the moment to give them the reasons. Later on, three, four hours later, or the next day or that evening or whatever, when they're feeling calm, just you could say, you, do you know why I, I, I ask you to turn the electronics off? And that's a much better emotional state to have a discussion about that. And so I hope that this was helpful for you. I hope that you can move away from reasoning and you can find and implement more connection into these experiences that you feel like you do want to give the reasons. All right. Thanks for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. 
And I can't wait to connect with you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.